Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 2, titled In Absentia. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode uh, that pretty much acts as the end of our introduction to this 2036 storyline, to this 2036 final season. Uh, it, It puts the final pieces in place so to speak, to kind of get into the meat of the story and uh, does a lot of really cool character stuff on top of that. Uh, and we'll get into all of that in a minute, but before that, of course, we're we're still in this new dystopian future. We're still kind of getting our footing. Uh, so we, of course, have to do another installment of Things That Are... Different! Just a couple more weeks. Just a couple more weeks, and I never have to do that ever again. It cannot come soon enough. <laughs> so, there's really only one thing that I have to uh, dive into in this installment. Uh, Harvard is now an observer base. Like, literally, the entire Harvard University campus is just crawling with observers, and they use it as, like, a base of operations. So, now, like, the new normal is they have to sneak in and out of that lab every time, which is pretty cool, and it really hammers home just how effed over this dystopian future is. It really, like, speaks to how much... The entire world around our fringe team has kind of descended into chaos. And now, like, this lab that, up until now, we just entered and exited as, at will. Now they have to sneak into and out of every single time. It's just, it's rough, man. It, it's real, real rough. Oh, also, something I forgot about from the last episode. Uh, those really fast bullet guns that William Bell made. Uh, those are just used for the resistance now. Um... That was the thing in the last episode, I totally forgot to mention it, but people just use those guns willy-nilly now. So basically, William Bell, sir, uh, supplied the weapons of the Resistance without even intending to, really. Uh, And that's it for this installment of Things That Are Different. Soon, soon this nightmare will end, (laughs) and I'll stop having to use that. Anyway, so, this episode kind of picks up right where the last one left off. Walter still is having trouble sort of accessing those thoughts uh, of the plan. Still accessing those memories of the plan. He doesn't know what he was supposed to do. He doesn't know what the parts were. And he is just sort of useless. So, in a last-ditch effort to try and figure out what the plan was, figure out what to do next, they go back to Harvard. They go back and try to break into the lab. 
Uh, and there's this really cool scene where uh, Walter sort of guides the Fringe team through these steam tunnels. Like, there were these big steam tunnels that were just, like, covered up and no one knows about. And they're just using those to get in and out of the lab. They're just using those to sneak in and out of the lab. And they break in that way and they find that the entire lab has been ambered. The entire lab has been encased in amber. Walter... Uh, sealed it all up to protect the information inside, and at the at the edge of the dome is a Betamax recorder. And so we immediately figure out that Walter recorded a video with information on it, and now we have to access it. So we're building this laser. Because why the hell not? Uh, we need a laser to get... To, to properly unearth this thing from the amber. And... All of this kinda... Hits a snag... When a random loyalist just walks into the lab... And has to be captured and taken in by Fringe Division. And they have to tie him up and interrogate him. This is where the big substance of the episode really comes in. This is where the big character depth of the episode really comes in. Because... Etta flat out tortures this dude. Etta tortures this dude kind of brutally. Uh, he, uh, She is using this device on him to accelerate his aging... And apparently it disorients him so much that it removes the will to lie. At least that's the idea. And so she's just taking years off of this man's life. And we get into this big ideological conflict between Etta and Olivia. We're just like, should we flat out torture this man? Should we take years off his life and... Should we just completely brutalize him? I mean, I know he's a loyalist. uh, And the line is, like, he sold out mankind. He sold out mankind. He sold out mankind. But he's also, like, feeding this story of, like, I joined the resistance because uh, one of my children... Or or not I joined the resistance. I joined the loyalists because one of my kids got killed in a resistance attack. And I just wanted my family to be safe. Uh, And so we kind of get into this giant moral gray area of like, well, okay, is this guy evil or is he just some dude who tried to do what was best for him and his own? And assuming he's telling the truth, assuming he's not making this up uh, to gain sympathy points with Olivia and with Etta, like, and there's this whole ideological conflict, this whole like, question of how much is okay, where does it go from ethical interrogation to barbaric torture? Like, where does that line exist? At what point does Etta cross it? Does she cross it? Um, Like, what's fair game here? 
And morally speaking, like, is this dude a bad guy or is he just a victim of circumstance? And they explore these questions so well. And it's so eloquently written. Uh, And it's really... It's really well done. I'm just going to say that. It's really, really good. And they handle it so well. It can be genuinely hard to watch at times. Uh, At times it is a little bit too real, uh, quite honestly. Like, it's... Like, this is literally just a story of the ethics of torture. Like, that's literally what this episode is. And it's magnificent. That's literally what this subplot is with this guy. Uh, At one point, they, like, use his eyeball to break into the former science building, which is now an experimentation site for the observers to sort of carve up human beings. And because they need to turn on the power in the lab to get the laser up and running. And so, like, they make this uh, identical copy of his eye using, like, a pig's eye and trying to recreate the pattern of his iris. Uh, There's, like, a solid ten seconds where you are terrified they're literally just going to scoop out his eye. And it's... It's rough. It really, really is. Uh, But... They... And there's this whole big break-in sequence that is so freaking fantastic where Peter and Etta uh, pose as loyalists and break into this building and uh, just guide themselves to the power substation deal. Uh, they There's this one point where they're trying to get in and these loyalists are on the walkie like, Hey, dude, why are you trying to get into such and such place? And Olivia has to get this dude to answer back. And it's like this incredibly tense moment. Uh, But Peter and Edda are able to get in. They're able to turn the power back on. And in the process, Edda uh, happens to look in on one of the rooms and sees Agent Foster's severed head. So, that's a thing. And by the way, eyes on his severed head are still moving. Or at least the eyelids. Like, that, that there's still some motion on his severed head. And it's very, very disturbing. There's a moment where Etta just blows everyone's cover and just rushes in and murders everyone. And Peter has to stop her. And it's just... Oh, it's such a good moment. It's such an excellent, excellent scene. But they bring up the power. Eventually, Etta comes back and is like, okay, this guy's useful. Uh, this guy's useless now. I'll uh, take him to the resistance and they'll see what else he knows and then they'll, they'll dispose of him. And Olivia is trying to convince Etta, like, hey, hey, do we have to take him to the resistance? Do they have to uh, uh, do such and such, blah, 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 blah. And Etta does not listen to her and just takes him away. And then she stops and takes him out of the van and is like, Hey, that story you told about your son, it was bullshit, right? And this dude's like, yeah, it was complete. It was complete lies. I was trying to get sympathy points. 
truth is I joined the loyalists because I'm a coward. And Etta then decides to let this guy go. And this dude claim and this dude pledges to join the resistance. And the reason they both give for what they're doing is Olivia. Olivia convinced this dude that humanity was supposed to win. Like, this dude saw, like, certainty in her eyes that he has not seen anywhere since the Observer invasion. And Etta saw pity for everyone. For the entire state of humanity. And she just lets him go. And lets him run off to join the Resistance. And everything's fine. And everything's good. And then this episode ends. They unearth the Betamax. And the tape is in, and it is Walter explaining that, uh, as a backup plan, he hid tapes detailing every single individual piece of the plan in the lab. They're all in amber, and they have to go in, unearth all of them, piece by piece, and follow the instructions on all of them. And once that is done, what you have to do will be clear. That is what Walter says. What must be done will be clear to you. And so we watch this tape. And now we have a roadmap to the plan. So long as they're able to unearth these tapes. And everything's good. Everything's great. It's all wonderful. Yay! And that's where the episode ends. So, uh, this is the season now. This is the season now. And it's real good. It's real, real good. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash Archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as you go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 3. Talk to you then.